This show was taped before a live audience that only exists in my imagination. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. And now it's time for the show that turns 50 today but looks at least 64. It's Saturday Night Napsaw. Hey, Saturday Nighters, big show today. But before we get to that, I want to give you a quick note about a special offer for all of you faithful listeners. There's about 155 of you left. Get ready to save because we're offering a special promo code on something most of you will say you still love. Books. That's right. Since most of the SNN listeners are in an age group that existed before digital media, you still tell people you love books even if you haven't read one in several months least and we know that one of the things book readers love to do is buy more books you'll never read just to impress that grocery store delivery driver you tip poorly to do your dirty work hey thanks for the groceries look at these books huh right right so the online bookseller website bewaldenandnoble.com wants you to get some of the books you'll never clear shelf space display properly Books like Humpty Shrugged, What Eggs Can Teach Us About the Ruling Class, or the sexy new fiction series Horny Vampires, or the self-help book It's Over, Facing the Absolute Failure of Everything You've Tried, or even try Why We Love Star Wars by Ked Napsok. Enjoy the typos. All of these can be yours at bewaldenandnoble.com. Just scroll, click, and check out with this promo code, Ken Needs Money, and 10% of your shipping cost will be covered, and I'll get about five cents to go toward keeping this show barely alive. It's a true win win. Get shopping now so you can get reading tomorrow, or next week, or next month, uh, you know, whenever. You'll see. Books, am I right? And now, on with the show. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to Saturday Night Knapsack, episode 50. Now, I know what a lot of you are saying. Ken, weren't some of the other shows like the SNN Breaking News and the documentary, they weren't officially counted in the uh, episode numbering, right? So we're probably like at episode 53. And this is the same thing we dealt with around episode 25. So let me tell you this. I don't give a damn. This is the 50th. A numbered show of, of the main show of Saturday Night Napsack, and we are going to celebrate. 50's a big number. It's a lot. This is a show that I actually began creating when I was 14, alone, in my bedroom, in a Royal Grande, California, which was a state of being that I was kind of in for at least 10 years of my youth into young adulthood. And from there, the humble beginnings of two uh, recording devices, a boombox and a clock radio, And my imagination, it only took me about 30-plus years to finally remember that I used to love doing that show, and this is what Saturday Night Napsack now is. It's just me, alone in my room, broadcasting to the world, and hot damn, it's just my favorite thing to do. And I want to do something very nice here right now that I think a lot of people think I am incapable of doing. All right. I know y'all think I'm a nice guy. I'm a one of the good people. I believe in helping others. I believe in fighting for the side that fights for the living and all those things. All those things that look great on T-shirts or Twitter profiles. But I also I want you to know I am I am I am uh, not the egomaniac you've all made me out to be. 
I am the star of this show. This is my show. I do still have over 40,000 Twitter followers. I'll never get a blue check mark because it's a conspiracy against me. They're, they're singling out me, and they don't want me to seem legitimate in the eyes of the... Mm. But today, focus, today I am going to be very nice and I'm going to say thanks to the man who really does a lot of behind-the-scenes work here at Saturday Night Napsuck. Not just my show, but some of the other shows and segments that come through here. It is my producer, Petey, in the booth. You all hear him a lot, and I know, I apologize, he really loves to talk, but occasionally, uh, you know, he pipes up. What are you gonna do? Uh, I'm not. I don't want to be rude and just yell, "Shut up, Petey." That wouldn't be good, right? But anyways, I want to hear here today on the 50th episode of Saturday Night Napsack. I want to thank publicly, publicly, right? This is going out to the public. I want to thank Petey, my producer, for working so hard. Petey, thank you for all you do here at Saturday Night Napsack. Uh, I mean, I, I got to tell you, Ken, uh, thank. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm very surprised. Well, that's unfair. That's unfair, Petey. Why would you be surprised that I have uh, gratitude in my heart for you? Uh, well, just last Friday, I, I heard you on a, a conference call with our parent company, Monsanto, uh, screaming the words, please, for the love of God, fire Petey. You're taking that out of context. Uh, I literally uh, I wrote it down. I have I have the full context of the conversation on this uh, paper right here. If you if you want me to read it, we got a full show, Petey. We got a lot of clips we got to play. It's a clip show today, so I don't think we have the time. All right, but I, I just I wanted to say thank you. In fact, you know, um, in fact, I did. Mm, <laughs> I don't want to say I'm a hero. But I did do something extra special, nice for you, Petey. Uh, look out! Uh, look out that little window you have in the in the studio. Uh, this 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 one here. Uh, I I can't look out of it. Remember, you you locked it uh, with a padlock from the outside, just so I, I wouldn't quote get enough sunshine to get any ideas. Well, I unlocked it today, you ingrate. Look out the window. Uh, okay. Uh, looking at the. Oh wow. Wow, is that a is that a new car? Is that did you did you get did you did you get me a new car? Huh? What? No, that's my Azuzu Trooper. I just I just got it. Great used lot over in San Fernando. No, I no I in that car. I got you a coupon to Del Taco. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I mean, usually they. They give me stuff for free there because I tell that kid at the drive-thru I work for you and we just uh, – we, we have burritos in the, in the parking lot to commiserate. Fine. I'll use it myself. Okay. We've got a great show. Like I said, this is a clip show. Um, you know, we, we thought we had something bigger planned. For the 25th episode, we did a 25th anniversary celebration of the, of the first episode of Saturday Night Napsack. And the show's changed since episode 25 to now. Uh, the show, I think it's gotten better. It's changed. I mean, because I've just, you know, I've just, I'm me and I know what I'm, I know what I'm capable of. You know, Petey doesn't believe it. Most of the, the audience I used to have that used to listen to this network, they, they don't believe it, but I believe it. And so I, I, I wanted to look back. I, we, I mean, we thought about doing original content today, right, Petey? But, uh, we decided against it. 
Uh, well, uh, actually, I wrote that down too. Uh, 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 you said, and and I most definitely quote, "It's going to be a fucking clip show." I want to go day drink with the Wangers. End quote. And if we don't start playing these clips, Petey, I'll miss that appointment. So here we go to celebrate 50 episodes of Saturday Night Knapsack. We're looking back at the last 25 episodes and playing some of our, like Neil Diamond before us, greatest hits. So here you go, everybody. Enjoy the show. I'm Tom Jennings in the SNN newsroom, and this just in. We have an update on the alien spacecraft that has landed just outside the coastal California town of Santa Rio. Population, not enough to matter to state congressmen. One of our undervalued interns who does this job for course credit has arrived on the scene after paying his own way there and has an update. We go live now to that intern, Beck Silverman. Actually, Tom, my name is TJ. Oh, well, uh, I'm sorry. Well, I've, I've never looked at the help in the eyes before, so understandable on my part. Okay, then, JTT, what's the scene like there? Well, I'm on the scene now, Tom, and it... Yes, we know that, Ted. That, that's why I asked you what the scene was like there. It was implied in the question. All right, kid? <sighs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And it's TJ. Well, there are hundreds of people gathered around the alien spacecraft, Tom, Many with signs of peace and welcoming messages. On the other side are signs full of threats and warnings. And the air is full of nervous anticipation. No one knows what to expect. One sheriff deputy did try to knock on what looks like the front door of the craft. And he was instantly vaporized into thin air. Not a good sign. Good God. JT, did you remember to restart the coffee maker before you left? Because this is going to be a long night. Jesus, Tom, I, I don't. I don't know. Oh, oh, wait, Tom, Tom, the, the front door of the alien craft is opening. Oh, God, it's opening. There's a there's a bright light beaming out from behind the door. The crowd, what? The crowd is transfixed, but but they're moving back a bit. It, the, the tension is high. And wait, wait, we're all we're all hearing something. What what is it? What what, what are you hearing, Tiki? An, an ancient. Alien language, perhaps? I've, I've heard that's a thing. A, a collection of beeps and whirs warning us of an impending... Well, I can't hear, Tom. Just just give me a second. Just shut up. Just shut up. Oh, wow. Wait. Yeah, that's... Is that... Yeah. That's All Night Long by Lionel Richie. Tom. Oh, my God, Tom. This is amazing. The aliens are playing All Night Long by Lionel Richie. What, what, what does this mean? You know, Sport, the actual title of the song is All Night Long, parentheses, All Night. A, a lot of people forget that. Um, I'll make sure the aliens know that. Okay, yeah, you do that. Well, uh, I, I've been handed a note here that per FCC rules, this, if this intern speaks on air for much longer, we have to start paying him as on-air talent. So thanks to Tibby J for his report. We'll have more later as it develops. We'll keep you updated here from the SNN newsroom. Right now, we return you to your regularly scheduled programming. A 
now it's time for the greatest baseball broadcast moments with legendary baseball announcer Clem Mulder. Brought to you by Box Score Heroes. And the pitch coming in, swung on, ground ball to second base. Turner with the quick throw over, and it's three outs. Great play, great inning for Sanson. And on to the fourth inning, scores four to one. You know, I, I hear they're letting women vote now. That's crazy. Yeah, no way they can handle the complexity of choice, you know. Well, strange times. Well, wonders never cease, you know. Oopsie, Daisy. Hot mic. So that is why we got this big game three coming up. That is the pregame story. Strap yourself in. This will be a doozy. All right, clear? All right, that was a good intro, boys. Uh, how much longer till we get back? I want to go drain the lizard. But I, I don't like the racially integrated bathrooms, you know? <laughs> I need to go up to the owner's suite. He lets me pee without the others around, you know? You know what others I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Oopsie, Daisy. Hot mic. Hot shot to third base. Boyer snares it. Fires the second out at second base is the runner, Moda, who got a little late start from first and made an awkward slide into second. Trainer and manager are out to take a look, so we'll take this opportunity to take a quick break for our sponsors. And don't forget, this game is brought to you by Swenson's, the cigarette of choice for the man of the house. We'll be right back. Well, I tell you, yeah, that was, you see that? It was an awkward slide indeed. Yeah, about as awkward as uh, two men holding hands at an ice cream parlor, you know? I saw that the other day. Stood aside so the lightning bolt wouldn't hit me when God smites them, you know? Hey, oopsie-daisy. Hot mic. Well, friends, I'm Clem Mulder, and that will be my final broadcast. I wasn't ready to retire, but during the seventh inning, I made a telephone call to my good friend Dr. Lancaster during a commercial break, and we learned that the call was broadcast over a hot mic, and many of you fine fans heard us describe our displeasure with our wives showing too much bare skin while shopping for our dinners at the local grocery mart. While I am uncomfortable with my wife wearing a sleeveless blouse, turns out many of you uh, didn't appreciate it when I called her a Saturday night harlot and i apologize for that oopsie daisy hot mic indeed it's been a long 55 year career but i'll see you down the road thanks for listening to the greatest baseball broadcast moments with legendary baseball announcer clem Mulder. brought to you by our friends at box score heroes the only baseball podcast that has less listeners than the amount of players on the field in the games they cover thanks friends Hello? Hey, Joe Starr, man. It's Ken Napsuck. I'm sorry, who? Uh, Ken, Ken. Uh, we did um, we did SJU a few times together. On, uh, oh, on oh, is this Dan? Sorry, my, my, my no. uh, reception's bad. Dan Merle? No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's, um, he's the one with the, uh, the bigger channel. Um, no, no, we, uh, remember we'd go to lunch break sometimes at that deli with the, the racist guy running the deli counter. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 hey. yeah, yeah. Finn, Finn, how, how you doing, man? Sure. That, that, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Ken, 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 no, Ken, no. Ken. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. dude, no. Hey, man, you're, you're Joe Starr, man. This is great. Hey, um, so I am, I am in your neighborhood, man. Uh, I am, uh, I'm at that 7-Eleven nearby you and 
I oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ken, Seven Eleven, Ken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's sorry. a guy. That's a guy. That's a guy. Um, hey, dude, this is random, man. This is random. Uh, hey, how you doing? Um, I was wondering if if you could uh, if you wanted to um, maybe uh, come down and say hi. At the oh, at, like to the Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. I'm. I'm calling him. I'm calling him. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, I am. I am in line, <laughs> and and don't have enough money for this sandwich. Oh, you know, I God, uh, look, Finn, Ken, sorry, yeah, yeah. I, sorry, I, I got, yeah, sure, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I would, but uh, you know, literally, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out running errands, and oh, uh, um, yeah, are you, yeah, well, but are you close by? Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to buy one of those American subs here from Seven Eleven, and they don't, because uh, I'm, oh, I'm just yeah, trying, I'm just trying know, to support this- the country, and I'm just like, um, they're saying I'm a dollar. 32 cents yeah short. you know uh, yeah 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 no freedom isn't free i get it um yeah yeah no you know this line at michael's arts and crafts is it's pretty long and you know Ooh. with social distancing there's like two yeah. cashiers and you know okay like these, these pumpkins ain't gonna buy themselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right right oh gosh yeah are we um are we gonna do that remember that member two years ago you kind of mentioned we maybe pumpkin carve together we, we're not gonna do that are, you, are we doing that or is that what that is oh what did i say oh the, well, did i say that yeah, I mean, you said it to like a bunch of like Billy was there, Dan, Spencer, like they were all. I I was standing there. I just assumed. I just assumed. Oh, maybe. do you know those guys? I yeah, yeah. You know, we yeah, we worked together like two years. Um, so oh, okay. Yeah, no, I re- I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the the good old days, the, the screen junkies plus days when none of us were really paid and we lived under tyranny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, sorry, I blocked so much of it out. I, right. I, yeah. Man, oh, that's probably that's true. That you probably thought I was Lon, that Lon guy. Um, oh, Lon's great. Um, yeah, you know, uh, uh, we're actually sorry. Let me clarify. We're actually buying. Uh, we're buying fake pumpkins. Um, oh, because uh, oh. I'm a um, uh, I'm vegan now, and oh, so yeah. pumpkin carving is cruel. Yeah, you know, sounds right. And that's that's nature. So you, um, you, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't carve a cow. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, um, yeah, but, uh, look, um, I, I'm sure there's somebody there that's got a couple quarters for that sub. I have done. Uh, yeah. You would think you would think, um, okay. It's just that if I don't pay for the sandwich this time, they're going to ban me from this Seven Eleven, and I just, I need their electrolyte drinks. They're like my favorite. Um, the Seven Eleven brand. Have you tried those? Oh God. Uh, Joe, you'd love them. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen, I've seen those. Hey, uh, I have, uh, like mm-hmm. I, I can't, I, uh, I have to, um, uh, shit. I have to poop. Um, oh, so I'm, I'm going to go. Okay. I think good luck though. Okay. They have a bathroom here at this Seven Eleven. It's, uh, you just have to you get the code. If you buy a sandwich, that's my, that's the predicament. Uh, you know, because of the vegan thing, I never use bathrooms with codes now. It's part of it. Oh, that's a, that's a definitely a code. Okay. All right. Well, sounds good. Sounds, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, okay. Look, uh, 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 you know, give a lawn, give taco a squeeze for me. And, okay. uh, yeah, hope, hope, well, I'll see you around. Maybe, okay. uh, see you at Comic-Con or something or, uh, sure. you know, one of those Schmodown fan events or, you know, whatever it is Definitely. you guys do. Okay. Thanks. Oh man. Okay. Bye. The following show is a presentation of SNN history. And now we present Great Super Chat Speeches in History. 
Uh, let's go back to November 19, 1863, and stand in a battlefield of great import. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that $20 pledge. Did you see the trailer for The Batman? Tinkle Vampire looks okay, yeah? That, um, all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war. Uh, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of... $50 pledge. Speaking of war, don't you think Star Wars needed to be about how cool war is and not a lesson in the power of one's personal journey and how it connects to the great journey of all of those around us? Uh, uh, that war? Am I, am I supposed to answer those? Are they... We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives, that that nation might live. $100 pledge. Hey, hey, can you make a fart sound with that hat you have on now? Do it now for us. It is altogether, altogether fitting and altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. Can can we turn that off? Uh, I'm almost done. If they could just wait. I think I think maybe we could get to you know, rest some of those super chats if we might. One hundred dollar pledge. Yes, A. Please make fart noises. But in a larger sense in a larger sense Okay, just just one. If we do one, with it, okay. In a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here, have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. $1,000 pledge. A. You are my favorite president. I have been a fan of yours for a long time. I remember when you first started out. I loved your Lincoln-Douglas debates. It inspired me to start my own channel. Oh, that's... That's very nice. Thanks. That's nice. Also, please make sure you don't let women have the right to vote. They're cool and all, but I don't like seeing them get too much respect. Oh, no, that's, oh, no. Can, can we return his money? I, I, I'm um, sorry. Um, to continue, the world, the world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather, 
to be $100 pledge. Yo, bro, can you fart again? That was hilarious. Um, I don't even, I don't even remember what I was saying. We shall have a, a new birth of freedom by the people for us, with us. $100 pledge. Yeah, fart man. Yeah, fart man. I give up. I, 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 I give up. I, I hereby declare this Zaxby's Chicken Restaurant open. Or whatever. Or, damn it, that was tomorrow's event, Ulysses. And that was a great Super Chat speech in history. We'll see you next time. And now it's time for a check of traffic with the SNN Traffic Report. Yeah, Ken, I'm Bert Burton, and this is your SNN Traffic Report, brought to you by the executive line of ink pens, right with elegance. In fact, I'm using their penthouse sweep pen right now in this traffic copter. Looking out of the traffic right now, the roadways are picking up as people are emerging from their homes, convinced that boredom has killed the virus. You're going to want to particularly watch yourself on the side streets near local bars and taverns, where people are literally tripping over themselves to get inside for a drink like it was their last drink on Earth, which, quite frankly, it might be. We're getting reports now of a traffic accident involving a tortilla chip delivery truck and a salsa delivery truck and what's being described as a white person's dream Friday night. We'll head over there now to get more information. And the freeways and highways are looking smooth, but if you're driving on a parkway, consider moving to a state that has named this type of roadway correctly. What the hell is a parkway? And why do some states call it an interstate? Didn't we defeat them in the Civil War? Call it it what the rest of us do, all right? Though I do prefer Hardee's over Carl's Jr. Okay, we are now over the accident scene and I'm leaning out a little bit to take a better look. It does seem like a tortilla chip delivery truck has crashed into whoops! Drop my pen. Drop my pen. Oh there it goes. Oh no there oh there oh no. Okay. Okay, that uh that pen out sweet pen by the executive line weighs two pounds, three ounces, so man, we should we should probably go. That car might be totaled. How do, we, how do we leave information from a helicopter? Oh, no, there's the owner. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Step on it. I'm Bert Burton, and that was your SNN Traffic. Welcome back. For those just joining us, expecting to hear your normal Saturday night knapsack programming, we'll get back to that as soon as possible. But we are covering the breaking news of the day before the 12-second news cycle washes it away. Ken Napsuck has lost the election for the Greater Burbank Area Podcast of the Year Award to J&K's Good Timey True Crime and Murder Podcast. He has yet to make an official statement, but according to members of his team that cannot wait to turn against him and ditch him now that it won't benefit their career, Napsuck is refusing to give up the trophy that comes with the award, one he has had the last four years. And his mental state, they say, is best described as that of a man realizing everything he claimed to be was a lie. 
Joining us now are two pundits that are going to speak in a manner that makes you think they have true insight into this situation. First, this is Gavin Judkins, a former NAPSA colleague who stopped working with Ken and immediately wrote the book titled Hot Air, Inside the Knapsack Files Studios. Gavin, welcome. It is so good to be here, Ted. Thank you so much for having me. It is absolutely your pleasure, Gavin. Begrudgingly sitting next to him is a competent person that has a great amount of education and knowledge on the podcast of the year election process, but I'll probably keep interrupting her because she's a woman. Please welcome Kendall Allen. Hi, Ted. Happy to be here after I was told I couldn't host the show. I could only be a guest. Good God. Are they trying to replace me? I have an ironclad contract. They can't do that. Anyway, happy to be able to stare at your cleavage during this segment. Gavin, let's make sure to talk to you first. You've known Napsuck for years. What do you think he's feeling right now? Anger, of course, but mostly confusion, Ted. He absolutely thinks he's the most popular man in Burbank. You mean behind me? Well, maybe, but every time Ken went into a Panera, the managers knew his name. I think that over time, Ken mistook that for popularity. Ann and Willie know me there, too, okay? They know what sandwich I like. It's not just Ken. Yes, Ted, I, I'm sure, but you have to understand, Ken lives his life convinced that he's the only person people should get their entertainment from. It's hard for him to comprehend that despite a lifetime of career failures and posing for pictures that make him look successful, none of that convinced people. Kendall, you've been covering the Greater Burbank Area Podcast of the Year Awards for a long time. So let me ask you this. Are you single? That has nothing to do. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk after. But, uh, Kendall, do you think the voting process for this Podcast of the Year Award has been compromised? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. While it's understandable that many of the votes came in via mail-in ballots and that that was different than prior Podcast Award elections, different is not necessarily bad and no significant evidence has been presented. Okay, Gavin, I wasn't listening to Kendall, but I have a theory that no significant evidence of vote tampering has been presented. Any thoughts on my theory? Well, Ted, even though I am trying to make a career out of backstabbing Ken for book sales, I got to tell you, it's just very suspicious. It, it, what is this, magic? Are you just telling me that a bunch of people cast votes uh, legally via the mail, and then when they arrived, they were counted, and that, that this big lead that Ken had on Tuesday afternoon suddenly was, was gone? Are you, I mean, am I to believe that that's that's how the system works that how it that's how it works i mean you're making a very great point gavin it does seem like black magic to me uh you know unless you're showing me evidence that there isn't a wizard in there i just don't believe you uh kendall uh, are there wizards in there or not are are you asking me if there's wizards involved in vote what's happening no, I, I'm asking, can you prove that there isn't a wizard there? Because right now, what, the point that Gavin's making that I think is, is is very compelling is that, you know, unless you can prove to me that there isn't a, a Gandalf Kenobi waving a wand there, then I've got a question why suddenly all these votes uh, showed up uh, via the U.S. mail. There were no wizards involved. Yeah, but let's be honest, you probably don't even know what a wizard looks like. You know, you're probably too busy in the in the kitchen baking cookies, and you don't pay attention to those space movies and wizards. I I can't trust your uh, your your opinion on what a wizard is or isn't. And I'd like to point out, Ted, that on Facebook, my uncle posted undoctored video footage on Facebook of a wizard hanging around one of the voting collection centers in downtown Burbank. I, I saw it with my own eyes. I even liked it. I I did one of those happy face emojis on it too. And there you go. 
So, and there you go. It's hard to disprove something like that. Right, Kendall? Um, there's just been so many wrong things said in the last two minutes that I, I, my brain kind of can't even comprehend it right now, to be honest. Well, see, and there, there's why you can't run things, right, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I want to thank my guests for this segment, Gavin Judkins and Kendall Allen. Kendall, you got an Instagram page? No, but I do have a blog with all my writings on this subject. Well, you, you should get an Instagram page like that uh, weather girl down in Mexico. You know, something or other, you should definitely, big numbers for her. Uh, all right, uh, we right now are going to temporarily return you to your regularly scheduled programming, but we're going to come back here as soon as we have more information on this top story. Ken Napsuck possibly going crazy after not winning the Greater Burbank Area Podcast of the Year Award election. Stay tuned. Before we keep going, my friends, my fans, my listeners, we have a very, very special birthday to wish to a longtime listener here of Saturday Night Knapsack and the Knapsack Files, Graham Gray Jackal Butler, all the way over in Scotland. Is that one city, Petey? Just Scotland Town? I don't know. I'm, I think there's probably some different boroughs. I think it's what they call them over there, but Graham. Uh, happy birthday to you. Hope you had a great, just uh, wonderful birthday. And and we, we understand in trying times, we all can't just go down to the bar or as uh, Graham probably says, the pub. <laughs> or is that no? That's Petey saying no. Um, but so, Graham, yeah, I hope uh, during these uh, lockdown times, uh, you know, we all have had to find, find new ways to celebrate. And I hope you got to do it uh, your way as best you could. Wearing a kilt with a big smile and not much else, right? Probably right. All right, so, uh, Grab, thank you so much. You've been a listener uh, and just supporter for a long, long time, going uh, back to uh, Ishimo's Nose days, uh, the Collider days, Jedi Council days, uh, and, and I absolutely just appreciate it. So happy birthday to our friend, Graham Ray Jackal Butler. All right, happy birthday, pal. Oh my God! Another birthday thing in the wish, Petey. How many? How many more? We got any more today? The birthday wishes? I'm getting hungry. I want to step outside. Grab, no, Grab's Grab's great. He he cornered uh, a, a famous YouTuber in a bathroom once, uh, in a, and it was in a good way. It was a good way. I always joke about it. I always joke about it. And he goes, "Hey, he plays along well." I know he hates me though. Uh, have you ever worn a kilt? I wore a kilt. Apparently, apparently, you're not supposed to wear underpants under there. They did that in a in a picture once. Braveheart. Never seen it though. It's uh, I, I didn't like I don't I don't like the Lethal Weapon movie, so I, I just figured it was the sequel. I guess not though. Uh, all right, uh, I'm getting kind of hungry. Uh, we if we don't have to uh, play nice with any of these listeners anymore in their birthday celebrations, like I care. Um, we're going to uh, we'll get on with the show, but I, I might step out to get some food. All right, Petey, you just keep staring at me all day. We're broadcasting here. All right, we got to be friends. It's time for the Village Doctor with everyone's favorite doctor from Bakersfield, California, Dr. Lancaster. Did the, uh, in, did the intro went? Okay. Hello, and welcome to the Village Doctor segment of this prepared audio program. I'm Dr. Lancaster, and I have three locations to best serve you in the greater Bakersfield area. I have over 50 years of medical experience 
and once played a doctor on an episode of Little House on the Prairie, which I considered a valuable continuation of my education, though I was later told that didn't count as renewing my license. We've reached the end of the year, and because of that, a lot of my listeners seem to be in need of an extra bit of advice as we move forward in time. It probably has to do with that slow, burning sense of impending doom the closing of the calendar year always seems to bring out. It's truly my favorite holiday. I like the parades. Now, I will take this opportunity to remind everybody that I am a medical doctor and not a licensed therapist or psychologist. But let's be honest, you probably trust me more because of the white coat. Though, I do own many sweater vests that you can't see underneath the white coat. That's <laughs> a, a little doctor uh, therapist joke. Mm. Okay. So, to that end, let's go to the phones and see, or hear, rather, what is on your mind. Hello, caller. You're on the program. Uh, speak now into the phone device. Hi, yes, uh, my name is uh, TJ. I am a, actually a reporter for SNN News, and uh, I'm just, uh, I, have, uh, I have an important question to ask. Oh, that is great, TJ. I'm so happy to uh, have you on the program today. I enjoy uh, news reporters. I love your little hats with the uh, words uh, press written on a piece of paper uh, on the uh, side of your hats. I think that's great. What's your problem? Uh, yeah, no, um, I don't have one of those yet um i uh, i so i work with uh, a news anchor ted jennings many people know um he's just um he's kind of he's very dismissive uh i was an intern and then i got pressed into action uh reporting when one of our actually about five of our reporters quit and you know i just i just i took the job to get um to get close to uh someone very important in in my life uh, it was my way of kind of following in the footsteps but I, I i don't think they're picking up on that and uh how do you communicate something to someone that might be important to them, but is definitely important to you, and and they're just too full of bluster and ego to understand? Oh, oh my, that's um okay. That sounds like a sounds like a serious problem. I think when I have trouble communicating what I want, uh, for instance, uh, when I first asked my wife out for a social. Um, a social uh, engagement, I um, did not know how to explain to her that eventually she might find fornication pleasing and fulfilling with me over the course of many decades. I uh, struggled to explain that in a, in a way um, that was proper, chaste, but also forward. So I did write a letter. I took my time uh, making sure the ink of every word dried solidly into the parchment so that my feelings were not only expressed but kept and preserved and uh, that I found was a good way to explain to her everything that was on my mind uh, including all the sinful dirty thoughts uh, she eventually responded positively uh, and uh, I think maybe you should uh, try that okay yeah but uh, to be clear I don't want uh, I don't uh, I don't want to have sex with this person I um uh, their um, their family. Yet, yet. I think the I think the word you're forgetting is yet. 
no, definitely no. But you know what? Uh, I'll try. Uh, I'll try the letter thing. Uh, th- thank you, thank you, Doctor Lancaster. Okay, that was great. That's the first caller here. With uh, we've got a couple more. Uh, oh, let's take the next caller. Hello, welcome to uh, the Village Doctor with Doctor Lancaster. Please use your telephonic device to uh, inquire uh, about some assistance. Uh, hi, hello, Pastor Lancaster. Oh, that's that's sweet, but uh, I'm not allowed in the clergy anymore. Uh, even the snake handlers said I I had to go. What's on your mind? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, when does the ball drop? Oh well, yes, a, a medical question. Great. So uh, the testes usually drop around the age of of eight or nine, give or take a few years. Though in some rare cases, it it might not happen until your wedding night. If you're not sure if they've dropped for you, uh, here's what I want you to do: just grab a mirror. Pull down your trousers or pantaloons or gold miners' jeans and crouch down over the... Uh, no, like the one that, the, the New Year's ball in that parking lot, you know, the one that Anderson Cooper and Ryan Seacrest own? Oh, I see. Yes, you're talking about the large electronic ball in New York City. That is the official scientific signifier that the year has ended, correct? Uh, I don't know most of the words you said. That's okay. I, I made most of them up. So, so yes, that ball will drop at 12 midnight Eastern time. Okay, thanks. Like, so it is time travel. All right. I, I don't often get the answers I need when I call this radio station. Thanks. You're so welcome. You're a little rapsberry, all right? All oh, right, cool. Um, so, uh, also, how long do I have to squat naked over this mirror? Okay, we're going to move on. For further information of the dropping of testicles, I might suggest a pamphlet. So, you decided to grow a pair by Dr. Morgus Featherbottom. All right, Peter, I think we have time for one more call. Hi, yeah, hey, uh, Doc, what's up? Uh, hello, uh, who is on the, the phone call right now on this, uh, radio program? Uh, my name is White Claw, <laughs> kidding, um, it's, uh, Cat and I, uh, I host the, sh- the, the big show that you're on, Doctor. Hey, Doctor, <laughs> love your sweater under the coat. Oh, okay, yes, oh, I'm familiar with your work, uh, some of it is mildly amusing and, uh, wry, most of it is just... Really, uh, a splash of ego on a, uh, a recording device. Um, uh, can I help you, Kenneth? Happy New Year. <laughs> Have you had the natural lime white claw, Doctor? I I don't understand what that is. I've had uh, a sarsaparilla in my day, but I don't know what a white claw really is. I've, I think I've heard of it at uh, certain uh, hooligan parties, uh, but I don't know... What it is. Is there a problem or question I can answer for you, Kenneth? I'm sad. So sad. Oh, okay. Well, I can deal with sadness. What's uh, what's getting you down? We uh we lost our we lost our dog, Ratsy, a couple uh, like a week ago. And I am uh I'm I'm working through it. It's sad. I miss my buddy. But uh, she liked wine. I like white claws. Trouble having trouble coping. Uh, anyways, there it's. I'm I'm sad about it. Well, being sad about loss is a natural part of life. It's very hard, uh, very hard to do. I've lost several patients myself, uh, and I've had to work through it both morally and legally. But also, it's a matter of the heart. So I can definitely help you uh, get through that. Yeah. Okay. That would be good. That would be good. Is there something that's making you particularly sad that we could maybe focus on and work through? Uh, something about this loss that is, is getting you? 
Yeah, this is, uh, this is probably, I have had seven White Claws since this show started. Um, the, yeah, I, there's a lot of things I miss, but a lot of times I used to, uh, tw- I used to take her potty a lot. And there's, a, there's like a particular little rock, little slate at our backyard patio that I miss. I miss because she used to go potty on it. That's, that's kind of weird, right? Oh, that's not weird at all. I pee on particular rocks, and, and so do dogs, and, and that can be a sense memory that's attached to you. So I, I have a, I have something I, I want you to do, um, maybe, to, to get through this. Oh, God, yeah, Doc, that'd be great. What do you got? Are you uh, near that rock or that uh, part of the patio? Can you get there? Oh, yeah, I left, I left the SNN studios about 20 minutes ago. Uh, I don't know how they're going to finish the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm standing in that patio now. Okay, great. This, uh, this worked for me uh, to work through some sadness and also to uh, once my uh, courtship of my eventual bride was successful, I, I did this to claim her as my, my territory at, at her house back in the day. Go to the rock that you used to take this little sweet dog party. Uh, and pee on it yourself right now. Uh, I don't know if I've had that many white claws. Oh, I can wait. I can wait. Actually, uh, actually, wait. Prostate's kicking in. Okay, you want me to? You want me to pee on the same spot that she did? Yes, this is an, an ancient way of claiming the grief as your own and owning it, uh, claiming that space so that you can work through it, accept what's gone on, and carry the memories forward. Uh, did you? Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that philosophy from? That seems almost deep. I I think it was an episode of Bonanza that touched upon it there. Uh, so all right, uh, do you have your pants down now? And are you are you urinating on this rock? Oh, I've been doing that for like two minutes. Oh, that's really nice. How does it feel? Other than my neighbor pointing at me, I this is actually more cleansing than I would have thought. See, I'm telling you, this is what me as a doctor can provide. I'd like to see a therapist. Try to suggest to you to pee on the same spot your dog did to work through it. Yeah. Oh, still going. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. That's really sweet. All right. I feel better, Doc. I feel better. It's the little things that I'm going to remember as I get through the big pain. That's a good reminder. It's, It's been a tough end to the year for me. We all have tough times, Kenneth. That's how uh, we know that the good times are worth everything. Well, that's comforting advice. Where'd you, uh, did you hear that one from Bonanza 2? No, I once took peyote with a group of Native Americans out in Joshua Tree, and that's the vision that came to me from Abe Lincoln himself. All right? Enjoy your day, Kenneth, and you're going to start feeling better. We miss Ratsy. Everyone misses Ratsy, and it's going to be okay. Oh, I feel so much better, Doc. I'm going to have another white claw. Thanks, Doc. Okay, well, that's the end of our little program here. We hope you all have a very happy new year. And if you have any problems, you can reach out to me, the village doctor, Dr. Lancaster, here on the Saturday Night Napsock program. Happy new year, everybody.
I'm Doug Hickman, and this is your SNN Sports Report, brought to you by Box Score Heroes, the only baseball podcast that kidnaps are wasted a lot of money to launch. Big week for fans of the San Diego Padres, who have always had a chip on their shoulder for not being able to root for the Dodgers, as the ball club literally traded for every other pitcher in baseball. Blake Snell and Hugh Davis join a roster already full of talent, ready to fold in September. The team is said to not be done acquiring talent, and that is including, but not limited to, exhuming the remains of Babe Ruth, Christy Mathewson, and the frozen head of San Diego native Ted Williams. Stunning news from the NFL, with most of their rosters affected by players testing positive for COVID or going to strip clubs maskless during a pandemic, several teams are considering signing many of the squirrels that were once the only form of sports viewing entertainment during the early part of the lockdown, back when sports were on ice and the toilet paper was low. The Raiders are said to be interested in Chippy, the Tacoma, Washington-based squirrel that made a record-setting 2,142 spins around the base of a pine tree in March. They plan to use him as a kick returner and third option out of the backfield. Additionally, the Washington Football Club is said to be in talks with Lumpy Stillskins, the so-called fat squirrel of the Smoky Mountains, who is said to have stolen over 80 pounds of nuts, berries, and deli meats all up and down Highway 321 in Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, and Gatlinburg, Tennessee this year alone. Whoa. That, <laughs> What's up, Doug? I don't, I don't, uh, I don't go into the sports booth a lot. What's, uh, what's up, Dougie? Oh, yeah. Hi, uh, hi, Ken. Uh, so, uh, Doug, Doug Hickman. Right. Uh, one more story to cover here as we. What's that flashing? Please don't, uh, please don't press that. Please don't press that button. Okay. All right. All right. You want a white claw? Mmm. Mmm. Ah, I love sports too. I used to do sports at K Bear. I was a radio sports guy. Uh, that's great, that's great. Can we, uh, is this, uh, like an intern, uh, does he have a handler still? Nope. Just me. Don't, don't, don't press, uh, uh, happy new year from Doug Hickman here at the SNN Sports Desk. Someone, Petey, get him out of here, please. 10CC, the things we do for love, by request from Sir Jamie Lannister, dedication to Cersei Lannister. All right. We understand. Here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsock. He's actually pretty proud of this show, but he hides it in self-loathing so he won't have to deal with the joy. And now, back to the show. And now, to fulfill our requirements to provide enough educational programming to keep us eligible for a federal grant, here is a new program just for kids, Flopsy and Grumps. Hi, kids. I'm Flopsy the Ferret. And I'm Grumps. Gather around because we've got some great advice for you all. Pull up your chairs and pillows and shut down all of your social media apps. We want you to pay attention. And don't forget to turn off the data tracking and all of your phones your parents bought for you spoiled snot wrecks. You don't want the shadow government tracking your every move. Trust me. Ha <laughs> ha, but sometimes data tracking has been used to solve gruesome murder cases, so consider what's best for you. Okay, kids, today's lesson is, what is an insurrection? That's right, we're going to explain to you when it's time to overthrow your government. Well, uh, well, actually, Grumps, our focus is teaching these impressionable young kids what's a protest and what's an attempt to stop a working democracy. Whatever. Can we hurry this up before the FBI shows up? Well, I don't know. Why would the FBI show up to the studio, Grumps? 
Uh, let's just say I did not acquire this speaker of the house gavel in a gift shop. <laughs> okay. Now, kids, this week, while you were conducting your school studies online at home, because there is still no end in sight to this pandemic your uncle doesn't think is real despite your aunt dying from it, you may have noticed a lot of angry people swarming the U.S. Capitol building, which is just around the corner from the tasty Hamilton Bar and Grill. Yes, mm, this large group of people just wanted to express their displeasure with what they have come to believe was a flawed election. <laughs> yep, that's true. And many of them brought zip-tie handcuffs, paramilitary gear, and set up an actual noose to express this displeasure while marching into a building where the confirmation of this election was about to be made. That's just weird timing. Now, kids, while the dividing line between protest and all-out rebellion can sometimes be murky and confusing, especially when the president of the country has been calling for this kind of action in speeches, debates, and tweets while removing people within his administration that would help oppose it, you should take note of what's at the core of these two opposing ideals. Yeah, the truth. Oh, grubs, but the truth you keep clinging to is built on lies being fueled and perpetuated by misinformation that often starts because someone believes a meme posted on the internet. Right. The truth. Look, kids, don't listen to him. Earlier this year, there were a bunch of protests that turned even more violent and destroyed entire cities. That's true, but those protests started for the belief that important social change was long overdue. This one was intentionally trying to derail democracy, and not everyone in those protests you mentioned took part in that violence. So kids, it wouldn't be fair to judge everyone as a group. Well, why not? <laughs> because the so-called protest you were a part of this week, Grumps, killed a police officer. Well, uh, I didn't stop to think about it like that. Most people don't. Kids, don't be like most people. Most people draw lines in the sand and stay there. And never miss an episode of The Masked Singer. Oh, man, that's a horrible show. Well, kids, we're probably not going to solve everything here today, but we just wanted to get you some food for thought. Especially since the cost of real food is probably going to rise real high thanks to that hoax of a pandemic that killed my church choir leader. That's right. In truth, I probably have a lot to think about in the coming days ahead, Flopsy. And you'll have a lot of time to do it, Grubs, because you'll be facing 10 years of federal prison time because the president you almost went to war for signed that law in effect after he saw brown people marching for things he didn't have compassion for. Oh, fuck. Oopsie. Put another coin in the swear jar for Grumps. I shouldn't have live-streamed me defecating in Mitt Romney's briefcase. No, you shouldn't have. Well, see you next time, kids, on Flopsy and Grumps. Saturday Night Napsuck does not endorse Flopsy nor Grumps. Send all complaints to our parent company, Monsanto. Now, my one, what's your emergency? Hi. Uh, oh, God. Hey, um... It's me. It's me. I'm. I'm the one. I'm the one you guys are are, are here for. All right, sir. You've reached nine one one. Do you do you have an emergency, sir? Well, yeah. I I, I am the emergency. I am. I am the emergency. <laughs> I just didn't want to record the podcast. I am. I am the emergency. That's that's why everyone is here. I'm. I'm the guy causing the problems in Burbank right now, sir. I, you're the you're the homeless man that has sexual intercourse with his shopping cart. What? No. That. What's wrong with Carl? Something wrong with Carl?
Sir, do you have an emergency? This is 911. I do not want to clog this line up here. If you if you have an emergency, tell me. No, I am the emergency. I, I'm Ken Napsock. I'm the one that's locked in the bathroom at the studio. I don't, I, I don't understand. I am, I am the emergency. Don't you know who I am? Well, sir, I, I don't know who you are specifically, but I am aware of that current situation going on. Is there anything I can help you with? Yes, just cancel the show. Cancel the podcast. Calm, calm down, <laughs> sir. Okay, calm down. Why don't you just calm down? I don't want to do it. I'm so burnt out. I'm so burnt out by the, the thing. I just want one week off. Can I just, can someone cancel the show? Can I, are you guys hiring? No, no, sir. You're definitely not going to be a 911 operator, sir. Why, why don't you just not do the podcast, sir? It's probably that simple. It's not really an emergency. Uh, why don't you just maybe uh, leave the bathroom? Uh, for once, and then maybe uh, go home and, and watch like a Netflix documentary about cooking or a British garden show. Maybe take the night off, sir. I, I think I think people will be okay. And and then you'll if you do that, you'll be fine, and then you won't be tying up all the uh, police and fire emergency personnel. And again, this nine one one line, which uh, probably uh, there's probably more important uh, need for it right now with other people. Okay, how, how about you do that for me, sir? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, is the uh... Can you tell that to the hostage negotiator out there? Can you tell Can you tell him that? How do you get that message? Do you like DM him or something? Just like a device, sir. A, excuse me, a hostage negotiator. You are you? Have you taken someone hostage? No, no. I mean, I should. Stupid, Petey. Um, no, I, I haven't taken anyone. But I assume there's there's got to be like a, a hostage negotiator out there right now, right? With every uh, probably SWAT out there too. Uh, no, sir. There's a couple patrol officers, I think a field training officer, supervisor, and two uh, citizen volunteers. Uh, SWAT, uh, SWAT, no, no SWAT team or uh, hostage negotiator. I shouldn't be telling you that, sir. Why don't, you, why don't you just leave the bathroom, sir? What? Why isn't there a SWAT team? Why Why isn't the SWAT team called? Call the SWAT team. Sir, is there is there an emergency uh, that was, uh, would require the SWAT team's attention? Is that what you're trying to tell me, sir? Again, I am the emergency, you dummy. I'm locked in the podcast studio bathroom. I don't want to come out. That's the emergency. Get the SWAT team here. Get a hostage negotiator. Again, sir, have you? There is no hostage, correct? No, but I'll take one if that will get one out here. I don't. Don't you know who I am? I am Ken Napsuck of the three things, and Casterly Talk. Jesus Christ! Get a get a SWAT team out here. I deserve that attention. Sir, not, not wanting to record a podcast uh, is not grounds enough to call out the special weapons and tactics squad, uh, especially because Burbank really is a smaller agency and it causes us to have to use uh, sister agencies. It's a compl- more complicated process than you probably see on a, a television show, which is what I know most people uh, base their police knowledge on, sir. You're damn right. I loved chips. Look, I'll tell you what. This is stupid. Uh, you know what? Fine. Don't worry. Don't you worry about me. I'm going to hang up now, okay? I'm going to hang up, and then the emergency is going to keep going, and uh, a lot of people are going to be concerned about me. You're probably going to get a lot of letters written to the station asking why you guys didn't uh, send the SWAT team. Ridiculous. Okay, sir, why don't you just calm down a bit, and then maybe um, take a breath, and maybe, again, just don't record the full uh, podcast tonight, okay? I think that's going to be okay. I think I don't think people will miss you, sir. Good. Good. Sir, 
Stupid. Sir. Super, Hello. Super chat show. Yes, sir. Make money. Look, for the one final time, what can I do for you? What can you do for me? You know what? Here. The following ad is paid for by the council for vote yes on Proposition 102. Your community is important to you unless that involves helping people you don't agree with. So that's why it's time to take a closer look at Proposition 102. Prop 102 is the law we need to bring in more money to our city to help fund important civic programs you've never heard of. And yes, while it's true that these civic programs will cost the city more money than this proposition is raising, it's important to note that it will be creating new jobs for people that live out of town, and maybe, by accident, a high-speed rail system. Critics of Prop 102 claim that the language of the proposition is confusing, seems to speak in circles, and makes no sense. But when the cats go out dancing, there's no need for the mouse to have cheese anyway, right? I mean, that makes sense. It's clear. Just read your voter guide. Prop 102 is the only proposition on your ballot that has nothing to do with your day-to-day -day life, but seems important enough for you to pretend you voted for it in front of most of your friends. Prop 102 is endorsed by both the Civil Liberties Organization that meets in the back of that local bookstore you thought went out of business and a powerful police union that hopes this will distract you from them saving the jobs of people not good enough to be sworn to protect us. And that probably confuses you. But don't worry about what kickbacks each group is getting because two weeks after voting, you probably won't remember what this proposition is for anyway. This election, vote yes on Proposition 102. Unless that sign you saw on your neighbor's lawn just convinced you to vote no, do it for your community. I'm Ken Napsok, and I don't understand this message. And now to help maintain important transparency between Saturday Night Napsok and its fans, the following recording is of a human resources-led staff meeting held earlier this week. Okay, thanks for coming to this mandatory meeting. We really appreciate it today. We need to cover a very important aspect of your continued employment with SNN, uh, how to properly and professionally communicate and treat women in, in, in the workplace. It's in your employee manual. It's in uh, your uh, new hire packet when you are onboarded into the company. So we can begin here now. Uh, yes, Ted? I'm Ted Jennings from the SNN newsroom. Uh, I know Ted. Uh, I've got to go. I can't, I can't be here at this meeting. Sorry. Bye-bye. Uh, Ted, no, Ted, uh, this class is mostly for you. Good God, man. Are you telling me Snapchat DMs can be saved? Uh, definitely, Ted. Definitely, Ted. Now, let's start with the facts. SNN does not employ any full-time female employees, so... Wait a second, wait a second. That doesn't sound right. We had that We had uh, that one girl on that segment. What was her name? Doris? Danielle? Delilah? Kendall. Her, her, name, her name is Kendall. Well, my, my point exactly. She works here. Uh, Cad, she quit the news team last month. Well, I don't understand why she would do that, Petey. Didn't she spend years trying to get into this business? Why would she just quit so fast? Exactly. She wasn't cut out for this. I kept sending her messages at 1 a.m. on Instagram, inviting her over to my place for some career advice. She never took me up on it. Yeah, again, Ted, this meeting is, is mostly for you. 
Hiya, friends. Can I ask why this is important to us? <laughs> Grumps and I run a very important educational show here, and I can't imagine why we need to be here. Plus, we're puppets. Grumps here doesn't even look at women in the eyes or acknowledge them as equal citizens. Oops, I, I said it aloud, and now I hear it. I'm still angry no one slept with me in high school. Okay, okay, can, can we can we focus here? This, this, this isn't a Q&A session, okay? This is uh, valuable information for all of you to learn, all right? Which is, which is shocking that any man would have to learn this in, in 2021. But then again, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast is still on the top of the charts. So good. Oh, so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. He says the things I can only anonymously post on Reddit. Yep, yep, y'all, uh, y'all love Rogan. That's great. Yeah. So, anyways, we're just gonna share some things that you all should be aware of. As, as you know, hopefully more women get hired here. Okay. Uh, what colleges are we recruiting these girls from? Ted. Yep. Go ahead. You're live. Probably best just to stay silent here. Okay. Uh. Okay. Now, uh, first off, uh, please do not start referring to women with pet names like Sweetie. Angel, uh, darling, that is a big problem around here. And, and look, why not tremendously harmful on the surface? I, we, we get that. It, it carries with it a, a certain level of dismissiveness or, or a disrespect that undermines... Excuse me. Hello. Hello. I'm Dr. Lancaster. And I have a question about this issue that you just brought up there. It's fair to say that I'm an older gentleman with over 50 years of medical experience in the greater Bakersfield area. Uh, and when I'm here hosting my radio program... I'll use those terms to some of the lady helpers, and I'll admit that. But I'm uh, I'm from a very different era, so I don't think I should be held accountable, and I, I should be given, you know, some some leeway. Uh, yeah, Doc, uh, Doc, but in your era, women weren't trusted to vote or run their own checking accounts. So while employed here, we're going to ask you to, you know, shall we say, adapt your ways. Oh. Oh, I, I see. I see. Okay. You know, I knew this kind of thing would happen when we started letting women in the workplace. I, I, I absolutely knew it. I, I told Eisenhower this to his face. Yeah, also, uh, so yeah, not every woman you work with requires you to mentor them, okay? Some may want or, you know, even appreciate your advice, but we're just asking that you allow them to reach out first. And don't, don't assume that every woman wants to be brought underneath your wing or that even asking for your help uh, mean, means they want to sleep with you. Uh, uh, this is also called the male stand-up comedian rule. Well, wait, hold on here. Wait, hold on here. How else am I supposed to find a woman to date if I don't lure them in with false mentorship and career advancement opportunities? Ha! Glenn Chuckles, you're, you're not even an employee here. You're a comic who called into the station once. Ha! I know. This is great airtime for my real tape. Hey, by the way, I have a feature spot for my stand-up comedy show in Scottsdale this weekend. If you know any broad comics looking for some stage time, let me know. I have a I have room in my hotel suite if they want to bunk with me. Also, if you're in Scottsdale, come on by, bring a COVID-safe mask to throw away at the door and get 10% off your ticket. Okay, yeah, uh, move, move, moving on. Uh, do not, I repeat, do not put your hand on a woman's lower back or, or keep offering them giant, tight uh, bear hugs every time you see them. Wait, wait, no hugs? What, what is this, Germany in 1939? Come on. Uh, no hugs, Ken, no hugs. Good God, man, how else will I let them know I have a boner? Well, Ted, I suggest you do that in the normal way and wait till your wedding night. 
Hi, hold on, Dutch Allen here. Let me tell I just want to jump in here. I was I was in the back of the room listening here. I, I was guilty of this one of my past, all right, friends? It seems harmless, gents. It really does. A real nice way to show affection, everyone. Uh, Heckfire, Merv Griffin, and I used to hug real tight every time we saw each other. Uh, real tight, like, re- really, really tight. But uh, you can't do that with your lady friends and co-workers without consent, all right? I've learned that the hard way there. It makes them feel, uh, you know, uncomfortable. They feel as though they can't say anything because, you know, look, you might just be a real nice, friendly guy, but regardless... Regardless, that kind of touch is probably unwanted and unnecessary and just does, it doesn't feel well. It's not received well. Just make sure it's received well. In fact, uh, just or just maybe don't do it all. That's probably what you're getting at there, HR guy. But in fact, you know, I learned this the hard way while working on Smokey and the Bandit 2 in 1980. Uh, Sally Field told me later. Dutch, thank you. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, everything you said was great, uh, but, we, but we have to move on. I'm just saying that's why she wasn't in Smokey and the Bandit Part 3 and why I was sued. Okay, whatever, virtue signaler. All right, Ken, Ken, be qu- calm. Everyone, calm down. Look, look, uh, look. There's a, there's a Dutch. That's that was some great stuff, by the way, Dutch. But uh, there, there's 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 a lot more on this list. But we we only have like ten minutes today before we are legally obligated to play some other dumb SNN segment. Okay. Have you ever thought that some of these segments are dumb on purpose to better comment on real-life issues that would otherwise go ignored by the very people that need to learn from them? Uh, yes, Mort. Yes, but uh, they're still dumb. Think about that. Touche. So, uh, please, if, if one of your female co-workers posts a photo on her personal social media page that seems to be, you know, I don't know, a little sexual in nature or you perceive it as such, um, uh, you do not get to print it out and hang it on the break room wall. Uh, I honestly thought that was the wallpaper choice. All right, sorry, that one is on me for sure. Also, thanks, Ted, but also do not ask a female coworker if they want a ride in your helicopter just to get away from it all. Uh, Bert Barton, I only did that after my wife left me the third time. It was a real sick alert of a bad time for me. Sorry. Yeah, hi, Bert. Thanks for calling into the meeting. I've been meaning to call you. Uh, you're suspended again. Okay, yep, we're landing the helicopter right now. Great, Bert, great. Um, is Doug Hickman here? Yep, right here. I'm going to assume the dick pic was a mistake. Yeah, uh, guys, oh, man, let's be clear. Uh, there has never been an example in recorded history of an unsolicited dick pic being a good thing. All right, it, It's criminal, quite frankly, and we as a society have made it seem like the, the women unfortunate enough to see your ugly prick in anger are, are, are the ones at fault, and, and, and that's got to stop. Ted? Ted? Okay, okay, but but what about solicited? Ted, stop showing your penis. Uh, hey, I'll come around here. I'll see all the thing that comes around there. Boom, yeah, boom, boom, you see? Oh, hey, Chef CC Betty, I, I, I didn't know you still worked here. Sorry, uh, thanks for coming. Yes, yes, that's a great point. You all should just, you know, take a moment to think about the ways in which you've contributed to the bigger issues and, and problems women experience in the workplace and just life in general, okay? And you, you might not be one of the men that commit some of the more serious offenses, but just keep asking yourself what you're doing to change the work environment for the betterment of, of everyone, quite frankly. Wait, you you got all that out of one sentence? Well, Ken, that, that's what happens when you listen to other people. What'd you say? Petey, what did he say? Well, I, I just don't understand what these women want. Well, uh, Ted, uh, they just want to be treated like human beings. Equal human beings. Slaves. Wow. Yeah, they become they become they become wow. Yeah, as we're saying, yeah, you Okay, great. Okay, Whew, we got through that. Um, next week, uh, we're going to talk about diversity. I'm busy. And now. 
now it's time for the list. Today, we've got the best way to tell a joke. Number three. Develop a big premise and important life lesson that hits the back wall of the comedy club like a drunk bird that should have made a better life choice. Number two. Make a deep cut pop culture reference that was already outdated during the 2000 NFL season, babe. Number one. And the best way to tell a joke. Jaws. Keep. Farting. Clink, clink. And that's the list. Hello, I'm Cadnapsuck. You might remember me from such streaming documentaries as The Men Who Eat Too Fast and The Apathy Avengers, inside the lives of everyday superheroes that just don't care enough to help. And I'm here to talk to you about a virus that plagues so many, yet seemingly has no end to it. It dominates the pop culture world and has countless side effects. Friends, it's time to take a stand against fan theoryitis by donating today to the Organization Against Irresponsible Speculation, or OASIS for short. Every day, countless of seemingly normal, average, well-meaning human beings and some advanced primates engage in rampant and untethered amounts of theorizing about the plots and revelations of their favorite TV shows and movies. These theories, long a staple of loving genre-based entertainment or tentpole IPs, comes from a place of excitement and passion it leads to unfulfilled dreams and a lack of contentment while consuming the things that are supposed to inspire and move us. In some extreme cases, it can lead people to an all-encompassing rage that forever dominates their path, and worse, to the launching of podcasts or the formation of tweet threads. These fan theories also become some sort of pop culture currency that creates a false sense of status and importance in the fandoms, when in truth, it just leaves those that theorize empty and completely missing the powerful themes and lessons of the show and movies they once loved. What seems like knowledge of lore is just the blustery hot air of someone that just doesn't get it, that then takes them to the internet to proclaim that the eighth season of that dragon show was disappointing or these superheroes need to hang out with the mutants I wanted them to so I hate this show now. Medical professionals are just starting to see the effects of fan theoryitis and they urge all of us to take action now before it's too late. Before every show, movie, comic, and book is just an empty collection of simple plot points and characters designed to lead to just more plot points and characters. Just a world-building lore dog chasing its own tail. Won't you help today? Donate today to the Organization Against Irresponsible Speculation, or OSIS for short. Your money will be used to reintroduce love of themes, lessons, and timeless morality tales back into the wild, where they can roam freely and fight their way back from extinction. Portions of proceeds will also be used to fight against social media algorithms that only highlight people yelling about how their fan theories are better than the lady with 40 years of producing experience. The fight against fan theoryitis is a tough one, but it's not a lost cause. We just need you to take a stand with us, because sometimes a young space wizard staff is just a staff. This message was brought to you by Saturday Night Napsock, Vision, Grogu, and the Advert Council.
here is another weekly commentary from Mort Rooney. Have you ever thought the world started going bad in conjunction with the rise of self-service frozen yogurt shops? Oh, sure, it looks like a great idea. Give the power to the people. We don't need some underpaid ne'er-do-well controlling the size, amount, and weight of our taste treats. So let's just put some cups out next to clunky machines and let society take over. But how's that working for you now? Every time I get stuck behind a plebeian idiot that escaped from their steerage-class cabin who can't figure out how to pull down a lever so a machine can poop out a mass of cookies and cream-flavored yogurt, I can't help but think that this is why the world is on fire. If you can't figure out how to swirl vanilla and chocolate on your own, this probably explains most election results. And I'm not talking about the big elections that everyone wants to make fun of. I'm talking about the local elections where a city votes in a labradoodle as their mayor because they think it's quaint. That's where the problems start, at the ground level, when a dog is running a city. And it's most on display at the frozen yogurt toppings trough. I don't understand why cake batter keeps being a flavor choice. Who enjoys the taste of unfinished business? If aliens are real, we haven't seen them because they came to Earth and saw someone struggling to put gummy worms on their frozen yogurt for themselves and said, let's move along to another galaxy. I'm all for a small number of rules and less inept governing. But if you think society doesn't need leaders, then go stand in a self-checkout line at a grocery store. It's 2020, but most people aren't sure how to fit a cucumber into a plastic bag despite the concept being the same as the sexual intercourse we allow them to have without a breeding license. It's chaos, and no one wants to face it. In my youth, you'd go to an ice cream parlor, and a nice man with a smile who lived with his elderly mother would serve a scoop of mint chip, and you took it without questioning the manner and method of his scooping, and life was great. I'm not saying the past is perfect. I lost my brother to a freak accident where my dad took a turn too fast in our family car, and because there were no seatbelts, my brother flew out the open window, and we never saw him again. Someone said he moved to Detroit, but I never checked. Have you ever thought that maybe God created the sneeze guard at a salad bar as a sign that their creation needs to be saved from itself? If humans can't refrain from drooling onto a bowl of croutons long enough to fill up their plate with iceberg lettuce and Thousand Island dressing, then why are we hoping we can save ourselves from any impending doom? Unbelievable. Think about that. That was Mort Rooney. More later. On this day in history, January 8, 1790, George Washington delivers the first ever State of the Union address to the gathered members of Congress at Federal Hall in New York City, most likely the eventual home of a CVS. In the well-received reading of his written remarks, President Washington called for the formation of a national defense force so that the Punisher logo would have a place to exist outside of the comic books, asked for a path to citizenship so that future Americans could make sure no one else could do to us what we did to the Native Americans, urged for the U.S. Postal Service to be formed so that your slippers and Funko Pops could be delivered to you tomorrow and asked for the advancement of science and literature so they could be ignored later. The speech was the shortest State of the Union ever delivered and the last to be more than just a written letter until Woodrow Wilson in 1913, who we all can now blame for that one night a year when Wheel of Fortune is pushed back an hour so all the channels can cover the speech. And after concluding the successful speech that provided the citizens of this newly formed, truly great nation hope for the future, George 
Washington went home to his loving wife, Martha, took out his wooden teeth, and had his slaves cook him up a nice squirrel broth. All this and more happened on This Day in History. That's it. There you have it. Saturday Night Knapsack 50, number 50, a clip show. But hey, man, that was some fun stuff. I really, truly appreciate all of you who support and listen to this show and, quite frankly, to those that get it. And I also want to thank everyone who supports me on Patreon over at patreon.com slash including my high-tier supporters here, my executive producers, my boardroom members that often make me feel like trying weird things like this can work out. Uh, I want to also let you all know you can support Saturday Night Napsuck on Jemmy by going to jemmy.app slash Saturday Night Napsuck. Big thanks to associate producer Sean Arnold for his help with the radio clips. Check out Sean's Public shop at tpublic.com slash user slash tshawn. Listen to me on Hall of Fame Music Radio in Newcastle and Huntington, Pennsylvania, and anywhere throughout the world through their website at hofmradio.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. And man, it was, it's always fun doing that, but I used to love uh, doing that. So our good friend, uh, Graham Butler, could listen to me over in his neck of the woods. Graham, we miss you. I dedicate this episode to you. And I know you're looking down with a wry, sarcastic comment about everything that I've done here. Man, we love you, brother. We love you. Visit catnapsock.com for more information. Follow us on Twitter at catnapsock. That's me and M Drive Media. Please do me a favor and consider checking out the Good People Association by visiting thegpa.fun. Come help us build an empire of fun and find the good. And as always, be sure to tell a friend about Saturday Night Knapsack, a show so real it had to be fake. And as always, remember to laugh responsibly. We'll see you for the next 50. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye.